0: LeVac and Gaz Tech East Tuesday, which, uh, you know, is it's a little different of a Tech East Tuesday because Gaz is playing hooky. So, um, you know, if you're making up some reason why you can't be at Tech East today. <laughs> um, just, you know, it's all crap, but it's Gaz. It's what we've come to expect from Gaz, you know, the crap that is Gaz. So there, here we are. You know, here we are on a Tech East Tuesday. Neither of us at Tech East. Um, But I will tell you that uh, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Check us out online at tefirewater.com. And also, a great place for construction as well. Big jobs, little jobs, whatever it is. Tech East Construction, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. We got you covered. We got it. It's all over. Go learn more. tefirewater.com.
1: It is a packed show, LeVac. I we, we went in this, like we went into this thinking like, okay, we're gonna have maybe some things. I texted you I said, remember back in the day when it was just Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey straight up? That was it. That was the only trades that used to happen in the NFL. Oh, there was I remember years of us like,
0: doing the show on a day like today going, when is something gonna happen? Like, is anything can something happen? Anything? We've got that. We've got and we I would say this might be one of our most
1: packed shows of all time. Maybe in the history of this format, but it's also a packed day for your connection that I know some people are looking forward to. It is National Arena League Free Agency has opened today. It is November 1st. There have been some teams, Levesque, that have had social media posts about who they've signed. Other players announced their intentions. I guess I'm a little confused, just for a refresher here quickly for people who might be seeing stuff. Some players announced where they were going before or some, how did that happen? Because I know it feels like the NBA a little bit. (laughs) Were <laughs> some guys announced before November first? If you can answer that,
0: well, any anybody who was on your roster last year was 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 finished the season on your roster or has never. I'm sorry, let me start over. Make it, make it as easy as possible. You were able to sign anyone who was on your team or had no NAL contract. So, like, if somebody played for a different league, if somebody's coming out of college, you could sign them before November first if somebody finished the year on your roster, you could sign them before November 1st. <clears throat> Today is the day when it's anybody who's not signed is available. So like if you didn't lock up your best players, like I can I can actively speak about Albany Empire players again. I can actively speak about Columbus Lions players and uh, you know Jacksonville Sharks and everything. Uh there was a long time of doing this show where I as soon as I was helping out and doing everything over in Columbus, I wasn't really in a position where I could talk that much about Darius Prince. Like, I couldn't go – I go, yeah, he's the MVP of the league. But I couldn't go – I couldn't tell you how much I love the guy and how much I think he's a real leader and all other stuff because technically that could be construed as tampering. So that's all gone now. Guys, you're going to see a a lot of signings. Um, I know historically speaking, you know, Coach Manasa of the Albany Empire, he loves to make a a big splash on a day like today. Uh, I know that uh, head coach of the Lions, Chris McKinney, he's excited to just kind of get some of the, the guys who there's been guys who have like tried to call McKinney and like, go, Hey, we played together at this place or, Hey, we did this or, Hey, we and he's like, that's great. Hope all's well with you and the family. I will talk to you November 1st, but not a second sooner. And then he'll like, let me know exactly who it was and when it happened. And but well, you know, I'm not, I'm not allowed to speak to you at this time. You know how the rules work. Boom. So now everybody can talk to everybody.
1: From the Albany Empire sign. Brandon C saying was one of the big announcements today. He is back with the Albany Empire. I love that that's for him. yeah, for him. that's been posted. Uh, I'm glad he cleared that up because that is very similar to the NFL too, for people who used to play Madden or still play Madden. You know, there's that little window before you hit the next button where you get your first chance to right. talk to your players that were previously on your team and figure out where they go from there. I don't think this is bias from where I'm sitting here from Albany and Columbus. I'm waiting for that. You mentioned Coach McKinney, and that could be, I guess, the drama, the headline stealer, if you want, of the first Levesque move, the stamp of something moving over. But it feels like that could be the rivalry. You know, like we've seen this happen before with players jumping from Carolina, uh, Orlando, Jacksonville. We've seen a lot of different movement in the league. But that, I think, is one of the intriguing storylines of if we see somebody from Albany jump to Columbus – or vice versa if somebody from Columbus jumps to Albany. I know that puts you in an awkward spot to talk about well, whether or not that would happen. I find that the most intriguing. By the side. I think that's interesting.
0: It's it's it is it, it is weird, but it is almost like um arena football incest. You know what I mean? Cuz we're all we're all still family. We all still work together in one way or another. So that's why like I have taken I I never did roster with the Albany Empire. Coach Manas, coach Ware, they 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 would build the roster. They knew what they wanted. A very rare occasion, you know, what's your opinion on somebody? Or hey, something bad happened. What do you want to do? So I'm like, that's not that's that was never my purview there. Uh as far as the Lions go, I have I've been very clear and empowered Coach McKinney because as I said to him, and I'll tell I will word it to you the exact way I worded it to Coach Mac C Mac. I said, Coach, make sure you're signing the players you like. Because if this team sucks, you're an idiot, and I'm a bigger asshole for hiring you. So <laughs> yeah. if I would rather that happen based on players you wanted, than someone telling you you should sign someone, you grab them, they suck. You know what I mean? Like I would rather, I would rather, I would rather be called an idiot for a decision we made than an idiot because we didn't do what we wanted to do. So again, Coach McKinney is completely in control of this. Like he'll, he'll ask me, like, what do you think? I've told him, hey, if you could sign like twenty less people, that'd be great. He he loves everybody. He's that kid in the store who just wants every toy on the shelf, uh, and everybody loves him. Like every player goes, I want to play for you as soon as they meet him. So, um, it's it's definitely been a thing. And and I think the biggest issue that that mac is going to have is paring it down to the twenty four man roster. You know, because I love I love you, buddy, but we're not bringing fifty people to camp. You know, it's just not gonna, it's just, that's just not going to be the case. We don't have that kind of money. Um, and then, you know, with Albany, I think, you know, Albany speaks for itself. It's, you know, three straight championships in years it's played, last two in the NAL. If, if you want a championship, you want to go to Albany. And, uh, you know, if you want to keep Albany from getting that championship, you want to go to Columbus. That's the way we feel. And look out for Carolina this year. Rumbling is Carolina not, did not take that loss lightly. And Carolina is going to be going after everyone. Like, if you have ever picked up a football, you might get a call from uh, Coach Fuller and Rob Storm. It could happen. The Cobra's are
1: super aggressive. The one part that it's not to diminish or take away from what free agency start is, is that we've learned, especially the NAL. And I think teams like the new teams like West Texas and Fadeville and other teams, you can, as you said here, like you can have a huge roster. Camp still matters. Yeah, like You still got to go to camp. You still got to compete. You still got to find a roster spot. You still got to figure out who fits the offensive and defensive scheme. So as exciting as free agency is, some of the marquee names that you might have been following the NAL and indoor football overall might be swapping teams and uniforms. Camp will still matter oh. when February and March rolls around in a huge way.
0: Well, and you got to think about it too. Like camp is, is basically two weeks before your first game. So you also don't want to go into that with – with a ton of openings in your roster, you want to have an idea of what your team's going to be like. You know, maybe maybe you got a couple of QBs fighting it out. Like, you know, again, this is Albany's my experience. Last year, it was Mike Faithful and Sam Cashnova fighting it out for to see who's going to be the starting quarterback. Camp ends with you know, Coach Manas and Coach Ware saying Mike Faithful's the starting quarterback, but Sam Castanova is going to be in the games. Didn't happen in the first week, but then after that, Sam Custonova becomes your starting quarterback and, and and leads you to a championship. So <clears throat> you want to go into your camp. I would think the sweet spots 30 to 35 players at most. And and having an idea of, of who's gonna be around and you know, those other people that make it, you don't want to you don't want to let everybody know they're any good. And just in case you end up need needing to call them back, you know, you, you can only carry 24. Twenty at twenty one active on game day. So it's 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 a dance. It's there's everybody's got a different theory on how to do it, Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But again, today's the day that everybody's available. Everybody. If you're not if you didn't sign a new contract this year, you you can you can be signed today.
1: The world is your oyster. Our Shout out to our guy, Tom Gross, who said, welcome to NAL free agency period. And our guy, Jeff, who said, hello, guys. So hello, a lot Jeff. of a lot of Empire fans are fired up. Uh, I thought we were going to sit on that a little longer, but the NFL had a little different idea today, Levesque. Oh. 10, a NFL trade deadline record. 10 deals have been made. But before we talk about the deals, let's talk about our friends over at Mohawk Honda. Selection is king. It's been king all 2022. Now you can get your new ride this November, this December. Start off the holiday season the right way with a new vehicle, whether it's a 2022 or a 2023. Mohawk Honda wants to help you find your new ride. We got two more shows coming up in 2022 live for Mohawk Honda. For more information, check out gonzalamedia.com where you can find out when we're going to be broadcast live. Awesome stuff. I saw the pictures from Trunk or Treat from the Mohawk yes. family. They did an awesome job with that. Shout out. So cool. Everybody in the community, see what, what
0: they did at the Chevy store? No. Andy Gelcher. So everybody at the Chevy store dressed like a character from Toy Story. Somebody yelled, Andy's coming, and they all drop to the floor like the toys. And then Andy Gelcher goes around the corner and they're all like <laughs> Mr. Potato Heads ladle. It was pretty freaking great. Like you know, like you love your boss when you do that. Like that's when you know, like the Mohawk, the Mohawk family is is tight. Like when when the entire place goes, Hey, let's dress like Toy Story, and you're like, Man, we gotta do a theme. No, we're gonna do it because it's gonna be really cool for Andy Gelcher. And you're like, all right, fine. You know, so, so like if there's ever a character like Jeff Harriton or whatever, or, or, you know, or Greg Johnson or any uh, Lindsay Harriton, you know, I'm sure they'll do the same thing for them. Cause it is, it's a family top to bottom at the Mohawk to- Honda family. And choice, choice
1: story five is what they need now for those guys to have their <laughs> own characters for them. Uh One more shout out to Cam McKenna, by the way, I saw him posted no, on Instagram screw him. taking care of my screw. mother-in-law got the new ride Shout no, out to Cam. Nope,
0: Cam McKenna gets no love. Why does it get no love? Cam McKenna gets no love because Cam McKenna today was the like 20th person to send me the gif of uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers didn't play this week and they both sc- combined to score as many points as the Raiders. Oh, that's so crazy. out of the blue, I get that from Cam McKenna. So Cam McKenna, if you're a Raider hater, go to Cam McKenna at Mohawk Honda. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, he's like, it's all love. I go, I have as much love for you as the Raiders scored points on Sunday. So Cam McKenna, is, he's him and his father. They're off my Island. And do you done?
1: Dead. Uh, what do you make of the NFL trade deadline? in 10 deals. I'm stunned. I cannot believe it's that many. Stunned.
0: Well, it's, it's cool because you can see a lot of teams swinging for the fences, trying to get things done. Um, the, the moves that, that jumped out to me the most, I'll start with the, uh, the one that like, kind of, I felt like maybe they were like pulled into the bitter bar took a little stab at an opponent, the Bears going to get Chase Claypool. When you when when Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee's show, I think we might get Chase Claypool kind of thing. Like, that's who I want. Like, you Bears, you already shipped out your entire defense is, is in different color uniforms now, but you go get Chase Claypool. I felt like that was a bitter barn pickup. I felt like that was a, well, oh, we are going to need a good wide receiver on the outside for Justin Fields. We could wait for the draft, or we could stick it to Rodgers. Who owns who now, bitch? That's what that (laughs) felt like to me. So that that was my first one that that really jumped out at me. That formula, by the
1: way, too, right? Year three, Josh Allen gets Stefan Diggs. Mm -hmm. Year three, Tua gets Tyreek Hill. Year three, Justin Fields gets uh chase claypool and also trevor lawrence kind of sort of gets calvin ridley even though he's going to sit out the rest of the season so the commitment to these quarterbacks to go get them weapons is definitely the huge storyline of the deadline uh the broncos trading bradley chubb miami miami is going all in this season to make it
0: happen and and i love i love what they're doing bradley chubb uh you know he's he's gonna be loving life as that pass rusher in miami the one like. I, I there's one that made absolutely no sense to me. There's one that caught me so far off guard. Like I think it goes against every rule in the history of the NFL. When the Lions give up TJ Hawkinson and a couple fourth rounders like for picks to Minnesota, like you, you just made Minnesota so much better. Irv Smith is hurt. You just sent over like a real real weapon at tight end to a rival to a to a division rival. And, and I, I just I I can't recall seeing that like to that level. You just made you made Minnesota so much better today.
1: And why? Like why to bring a whole LeVac and Goss segment? Why? Like right. it doesn't make any sense if you're the Detroit Lions and you think the future is somewhere I don't know where maybe with St. Brown Tank somewhere. Aiden Hutchinson. You think you got some type of hope in that division? You would think T.J. Hawkinson would be a part of that future. You mentioned it in division look the the price they gave up for Hawkins is a pretty big number and maybe they just said like this is the deal you got to give us to get him and they actually said yes and they matched' They're like, oh shit oh they said yes to our deal. We thought that number was too high uh same way credit to Miami credit to Minnesota because Minnesota is looking at the NFC and saying this is the best chance we got right now Green Bays down, the NFC South stinks because of potentially of how our seating goes we might get a really bad opponent in that opening round, if we don't, you know, maybe maybe, possibly, or vice versa. Hey, we're not going to get a bad opponent. We're either going to get the Giants, the Cowboys, or whoever finishes in second place in the NFC West. We're not getting knocked out as a division winner. We think we can win the division with this roster we've built right now. So, yeah, I mean, that offense all of a sudden, right, with Hawkinson and Cook. I know Thielen's banged up a little bit, but Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Cousins is not doing statistically as Mm -hmm. well as some people thought. Me and you, me, 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 maybe me.
0: He's, I mean, he's still are. He's he is Kirk Cousins. You you just assume that when you've got that many weapons, you're going to have big numbers. It's it's not necessarily the case with him because he's he's poop. But it's again, I you got a year and a half left on the TJ Hawkinson deal. His rookie deal. He's supposed to make like nine mil next year. I'm trying to think, like, is it? I, I just can't find a reason, unless he, like, looked over at everybody and went, Hey, remember when uh, Dan Campbell made fun of my shorts on hard knocks? Well, I want out of here. Like, that's the only. And even then, I'm going to send you anywhere else. I'm going to send you anywhere. I'm not sending you to Minnesota. You can't. Is he an actual Viking? Can. Right. Well, the hair is almost, the hair is pretty close. It's a possibility, but you can't tell me that you want to face TJ Hawkinson for the next at least two years, potentially more.
1: No don't want any of that to happen absolutely not uh for the new york side we saw Kadarius K- tony get dealt earlier not today the bills have been active they brought in a safety Marlow from the falcons naeem hines they bring in from the colts zach moss is off to indy the jets and the giants we thought they might be active if they had to make a move i wonder if they just looked around they're like we just can't match some of this stuff buffalo is as active as they could be but i feel like the jets and the giants are just like nothing makes sense for us right now. Usually well, the, we'd the criticize them for sending
0: uh, sending off a pass rusher. Yeah. But that was about it. Like yeah, it's just it, again, what what are you going to get? Like the reason the Calvin Ridley deal makes sense to me is like okay, who's the who's the wide receiver that you think is better than Calvin Ridley in this year's draft that you're going to be able to get for a fifth and a second. You know, like like who's who's the guy that's better than that? But like as far as these guys go, like where they are, Who's, you know, maybe stockpile picks in case you're trying to get a quarterback next year because you've won too many games. I I don't know. I don't know what else you could do that makes sense that doesn't at least – that doesn't completely look like you're waving the white flag. The Bradley Chubb deal, Chubb going to Miami, like, you know, I love that for Miami. Denver, you just want a hard-fought game. It looks like maybe just maybe, you know, Russ is cooking a little bit and you're going to get rid of one of the best pass rushers in the game. Like, there's, it was weird. Some of these guys look like they're waving white flags right now. And it, it just seems too early for it.
1: That Denver one. I wonder if it sounds weird. Do you blame Russell Wilson? Because his contract is so massive and Bradley Chubb is so good. You're not going to pay him what he's worth. And I think everybody knew he's not, but you get a first round pick back where it's like, okay, we know it's going to be a right. low first round pick, but we just need like our salary cap is destroyed because of the Russell Wilson contract. We just got to get players out here to make some plays for us. That's what it kind of feels like a little bit too on that move. But Miami, Miami, Uh, Super aggressive Baltimore. Also, Roquan Smith. We talked about him on the last show. Roquan Smith all of a sudden uh, from Bill Belichick's love. Now a Baltimore Raven. Ray Lewis is too high of a comparison, but my God, with him on that defense, Baltimore needs something to go in their favor after beating my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is great for the league that finally it is an active. Finally. Finally. The four team divisions is what makes the NFL so great because everybody really feels like they're still in the mix. There are some bad teams and bad divisions. And all a bunch of teams going for a Super Bowl this season. It is so cool if you're an NFL fan to see these teams being active like this.
0: Hey, fantasy football guy. Speaking of trade deadline. So I got I'm in this one league. Guy fires over a trade proposal, Mark Andrews for Alvin Kamara. I then say uh no, no, thank you. I I fire back Damian Pierce, the Texas running back for Mark Andrews. He says no, thank you. Comes back looking for Travis Etienne Jr. for Mark Andrews. Like I think I feel like he's being unreasonable. I would
1: say top five players that are untradable. No particular order in fantasy football this year. Ooh, this is a good one. I'm gonna. I like this one. Okay. See, how many? Uh, are I would say next? <laughs> Mahomes, Josh Allen, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews are untradable players. Untradeable. So
0: he's trying to give up Mark Andrews. To you. Yes. Who's your other tight end? Uh I right now I've got I've got the I've got Irv Smith who's going on the IR. I've got uh firemouth And that's about it right now. But I can't give up Alvin Kamara. Is, is ATN? I think ATN's gonna go off the rest of the year. Is it I uh, definitely not Kamara. So you've got Travis Etienne, ETN,
1: ATN, whatever last day, we want to put the Louisiana stick on it, like Chet Davis likes to. Uh
0: Kamara and Pierce, and they're all in your starting lineup. No, no, because no, I also have Walker. I have uh, Kenny Walker, and I have Nick Chubb. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm running back rich. I'm willing to trade a running back for a tight end, but I don't want to give up those guys. I don't. Think. I would. Do I go ATN?
1: Do I let it? Do I let it go? If I had to pick between Pierce and I would. If he said the trade he gave you was Travis, so he offered Etienne, me Mark for Andrews. Mark Andrews for
0: Travis ETN. Well, the original was Kamara. I fired back with Pierce instead. He fired back now with ATN instead of Pierce.
1: If you can have a lineup of Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Ken Walker, and Mark Andrews, and one of the, and Pierce is still on your roster as a backup, and ATN's got to go. Wow, that is one hell of a team. I would say yes to that deal because right. here and this this is a great question. I'm doing it,
0: but if it sucks, I'm blaming you.
1: Well, here's the way to think of it, right? Like with those two running backs you have, if you've got just one flex, I'm assuming you have just one flex. Do you have yes. two flexes or okay? Okay. Yeah. If there was two flexes, I probably would have hit pause there for a second. If it's a one flex league. Well,
0: two, I already accepted it. So. All
1: right. <laughs> well, for a lot of fantasy football managers, too, who might be in a spot like you, uh, you look at those running backs that are on your bench. Yeah, you can play matchup to matchup. But you now have a guy who's going to be in your lineup every single week. I-, I talk about, like, the value, right? Let's say Mark Andrews gives you 10 a week in a PPR league, 14, 20, whatever the number is. Whoever's on your bench has always given you zero. Think about yeah. what you just did there. You just gave up. A player who had not scored an NFL touchdown until October. He's been in the league for two years. I know he got hurt, but for the sake mm-hmm. of this conversation, for one of the highest scoring players in fantasy football hit his position. So I think it's a fantastic trade, right. and you still get to keep your top three running backs.
0: I think Etienne's going to go off the rest of the year, though. I really do. I really do. But with the exception of this week with the bye week, I'll be able to I'll be able to trot out uh, Pierce Kamara. I've still got Walker from Seattle, but nobody wanted him when I got him. He's been, I stashed him on my bench deep. And then, you know, Nick Chubb. So, all right. Yeah, I'm going to ask you good.
1: this. I'm going to ask you this question about the deadline. Of okay. these four teams, and if you think I'm missing one, add one in. Okay. Ravens. Yes. Dolphins. Heard of them. Bills. Familiar with their work. Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Ravens, Dolphins, Bills, Vikings. Of those four teams, who I would say have been the all in teams, we'll say, do you feel more confident about any of those teams today than you felt about them 24 hours ago? In other words, Did they win the deadline and put themselves in a better position to potentially make a Super Bowl run? Of those four teams, I'll give them to you again while you think. Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Vikings.
0: I want to say, I think it's the AFC East. Um, Because the Bills were already the best team in football, and they got better. They didn't give up much to get Naeem Hines. They don't have the logjam because they didn't move Zach Moss. Um, To be that good and to get better, is 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 something that you want to see from everybody. Um, Miami, I am still I and this may be weird. I'm just not 100% sold on Tua. I'm still not 100% sold on Tua. So I think Chubb makes you makes you way better. Uh, but I still worry about whether or not Tua can get it done for you. But the bills are just the bills are freaky nasty. The Vikings are every everybody everybody who went all in seems to have gotten mar- like a lot better it's hard to leave out what what the Eagles did it's hard to leave out you know you know Roquan Smith moving all this stuff like there's there's with the, with the Ravens I mean it's it's crazy Bill's biggest the only reason I put the Ravens higher is is you still do need some secondary help like I mean obviously you can't throw the ball from your back but you got to get there almost every play if you're the Ravens because your secondary is kind of weak
1: Oh man, a lot of those things I thought about too. I'm gonna go with Miami though. I'm going with Miami that feels like in a better position now than they were 24 hours ago because of that chubb move. And I know they dealt some picks. Chase Edmonds is yeah, (laughs) Chase Edmonds is involved too. Here's the thing with Miami. Miami did beat Buffalo. And I know Bills fans will say there was a ton of injuries, and it's not the same team. And I'm sure a lot of that is is true. That wasn't the same team. But we got to go back a little bit with Miami. Let's remember where the Dolphins were two years ago and then a year ago. Two years ago, if my math holds correct here, they wanted Tom Brady. They wanted Tom Brady to be the quarterback and the owner of the team. Maybe that's 2021, whatever it is, right? They wanted that to be the situation. They were going to go so aggressive on that that it almost happened. And then they got accused. Here, my timeline is off. One year ago, they wanted Brady. Two years ago, They were accused of cheating and Tua and tanking and everything else, that the whole franchise was intentionally losing games, which the credibility of the NFL can be questioned forever if that really came out. And I think a lot of info did come out the NFL never wanted out there. So you went from tanking games intentionally to being so aggressive you were going to give a player an ownership group to, you know what, we can't let our fans think we're blowing games on purpose, whatever it takes. We will get whatever it takes. So if I'm a Dolphin fan, I'm like, this is hilarious. This is great. Like they're, they're just going so insane, and they probably think they can still beat the Bills. I would say Miami's in the best spot post deadline because they they are very Ram like. Who cares about picks? We don't. Yeah, but
0: they them. they have to get through the Bills still. I think that's the other reason. You know, you said they did beat them, but I well, can they beat them again and then again because that's pretty much what you're looking at. You're gonna have to. You, you may have to get through them in the playoffs. So can you beat them? To set up where you host them, which might help you. Huh, I don't know. I think I think Buffalo just you know to add Himes, to add just doing just do enough, just add a little bit. Don't overdo it. Get the pieces you need. Move forward. I think those that's that's still the one. But TJ Hawkinson in, in purple now—it's just obscene. Like it's just if you're a Lions fan, you've got to like poor Monty, unofficial head of the LeVagan Guys fan club, must be beside himself today.
1: The Lions stink to watch, Monty. Why do you do that to yourself every single week? The Lions are up 14 nothing. The Detroit you know what, Lions, oh, by the
0: way. Let's just be very right. clear. The, you. the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: I want to talk about that Lion game because poor Monty. Let, let's get into it. Let's do the NFL recap. Let's do the not so rapid recap. I want to start with the New York teams, LeVac, because we've already touched on them all already. All here, right. I, want to go, I want to go out of order here. With let's Buffers. touch the
0: New York teams.
1: The Bills defeated the Packers twenty-seven to seventeen on Sunday Night Football. Screw Um, the Bills! How dare they? The hook, the hook, ten and a half. Come on, the late eleven. I I don't want to call it a backdoor cover, but it kind of felt like that they were really dominating that entire game. Bills dominate Green
0: Bay, but for some of us who had
1: that as a lock, me, we miss on the lock. Uh
0: the problem. I think if there is a problem with the Bills, they do seem to kind of take their foot off the gas when the game's locked up. Team like Green Bay right now with what's going on with, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of being hated by his teammates and everything that works out for you. You do that against a Kansas City or, you know, and if you're right, a Miami, that's going to cost you a W and that's going to keep that's going to send you home early. So hopefully they learn a little something and go out there and just smash and annihilate whoever's in front of them and never, never take your foot off the gas in the NFL.
1: The Pat McAfee interview with Rodgers—they were cool last year. Now they're kind of like Rodgers complaining more, and like it feels like McAfee is diving for some more headlines. It just—they yeah. feel a little different when the team's not winning. And, it's, and I'm sure McAfee feels it as the interviewer, like, oh, this was a lot more fun when he was winning. and Wasn't saying weird <laughs> well, stuff.
0: I think there's part of it too, like as fans, you know, a lot of times you envision yourself as like a quarterback, right? Like when you're a kid in the backyard, you know, you're throwing for the win, the Super Bowl, all that, all that fun stuff. When you can when you can visibly just see when it's it's clear the team hates their quarterback, it's hard to like that guy. Like you're supposed everybody's supposed to like that guy. Like the Colin Cowherd's got the whole you know rap about he's the biggest, best looking guy, and the bus. That's why Well, everybody wants to give him the football. And and now you're like, you know, you were the best, everyone loved you. All you had to do was shut the hell up and not tell us you're doing ayahuasca and puking and shitting yourself, and you'd be loved forever. But no, you you had to, you know. Host Jeopardy and and, and be the stalest, most boring host I've ever freaking seen. Uh, you know, so he just less is more, Rogers. That's my that's my my thing for you. Less is more.
1: Speaking of coward, we're getting on to the next New York team interesting, but Coward did have the take that infuriated Bills fans. I think he stole it from Nick Wright trying to just troll Bills fans. His take was that the Bills have become too reliant on Josh Allen. You feeling like on their quarterback? Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's
0: you should not do that. I mean, that's because, you know, he only touches the ball every single play. It's, yeah, that's a, it's a great take right there. Yeah, the, I love Cowherd, don't get me wrong, but.
1: He was going for the clicks. He knew what he was doing. He just wanted to troll Bill fan. He didn't I mean, like
0: Nick Wright getting all the clicks from him.
1: They're every game they've had over hundred yards rushing. If it's Allen, right. if it's somebody else in the backfield. They're
0: just, well, I, th- I think what he's, like a lot of people, like I, I said out loud earlier, I think it was today in the office. We got a lot of, a lot of Bill's fans in the, uh, in the tech East fire and water restoration office. And I just said, look, if he gets hurt, if his knee gets blown out in one of these runs, he's, they're toast. And they're like, well, what team isn't? And I'm like, I get, yes, you are right. But it is when you play with that reckless abandon the way he does, the way Lamar Jackson does, Kyler Murray to a degree. Kyler Murray seems to sh- slide a little bit more. That baseball background's in there. Um, you, you feel like it's closer. And, and if maybe, maybe Kaepernick's trying to say like, I'm a Kaepernick, another column that annoys me. Um, Maybe (laughs) Cowherd's trying to say that, like, well, because Kaepernick was that too, actually. That's exactly how he played. And it worked really well, especially against Green Bay. But then as he, you know, got smaller, it didn't work as well. Um, I think what he's trying to say is is even though you run and even though you throw the ball, you're one-dimensional because it is all Josh Allen. I, maybe that's what he's trying. I don't know. Yep, but that's we'll, it. We'll, we'll no, see. that's
1: exactly it. That's exactly what his take was. But if they're winning games and it's working, he compared with a big Ben and Cam that eventually he's going to get hurt. They're that, That's down the line. They're going right. to try to find pieces for him. Uh, 22-17, the final score, the New England Patriots defeat the New York Jets. Uh, Jet fan, for me, I, I'm with you on this. It feels like it came down to two things. One play and one player. If the pick six stands and it's not an awful rough in the passer call, I mean, it's. I've seen worse this season for sure and if Zach Wilson maybe makes one or two more throws he win that game heartbreaking for the Jets they were right there and they were about two plays away from winning this game
0: yeah for Wilson to throw over three hundred and fifty yards and lose uh is is definitely not pretty um it's weird that they elevate Mike White they make a big deal about elevating Mike White you know now and it's so it almost makes you feel like like, you can throw for 350 yards in the NFL and still potentially lose your job. <laughs> it's kind of the kind of the vibe that's out there. Uh, if I'm a Jets fan, I don't think any of these things we're talking about matters. I think the only thing that matters is you lost to the freaking Patriots again. Like, it's it doesn't matter what we do, how much talent we get, how good our coaching becomes. All these things, it doesn't matter because that same bully takes your lunch money every single time you go out in the yard. And it happened again.
1: Oh, Jet fan,
0: that that roughing the passer.
1: And I got compared it to the Syracuse game because it's the same thing. It felt like it was a whole different game after that penalty. Because when you're the underdog, when you're the team nobody believes in and you're making plays and a penalty that close cost you, New York's good. The Jets are good. They're going to stay competitive. Are they good enough to be the super team in the AFC after all the moves today? I keep doubting New York, but man, how different I could have felt about the whole thing. If Zach Wilson had made one more throw, one less penalty. I hope you're not taking a picture of my face for. on no. your side. Okay. No, trust, uh,
0: trust. Trust is trying everything she can to not fall asleep so that she can, she's, she's dialed in. She's dialed into the little Look show. at that, locked she's in. Just, she's got this evil look on her face, but she's like head bobbing. The eyes are closing slowly, but she's, She's she's like, I might get that cat, that cat diary for podcasts. I got to make sure that I've, I've watched every second of the show. The
1: cat viewership's viewership is going to go up. I'm going to chop it up. Time. Look at the metrics, the analytics. 27-13, the final Seattle defeats the New York Giants, the Seahawks over Big Blue. Yo, Kenneth Walker III. It's a problem. He's really, really good. He might have just jumped Brees Hall over the next month for the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Wow, what a performance! And you remembered him in that comeback win
0: last year against the Spartans over your Wolverines. That dude don't, is special. I don't remember that. I didn't see that. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you know, it's weird too because as good as he was, there was also that every game. I think it, I I'm almost positive every game the Giants have won this year, they've scored, they've outscored their opponent in the fourth quarter. But like most of them are double digit scores all those things like they, they've won in the fourth quarter for most of their games, there wasn't that score. They didn't score. And and Seattle put them away. They scored twice they, you know, 14 points in the fourth quarter. And I think, I think it's like what we say, we always say this about like really good quarterbacks, like, like Lamar Jackson, like sooner or later, somebody in the NFL is going to figure you out, you know, Joe Burrow, somebody's going to figure you out. And then can you adjust? Well, Brian Dable, you did a really really good job winning football games with Daniel Jones. Pete Carroll figured him out. He figured out what you were doing, and he made him as average and pedestrian as possible. He put the glasses back on Superman and Clark Kent was in was in the huddle. So it it was, you know, I think it was a lot of things coming together. Seattle was the was the better team that day for sure.
1: And the frustrating part is like your coaching can be as great as it hit, and it has been the season for the Giants. When you start making turnovers on special teams and muffin punts and turn like that's nothing on – just like you got to – coach puts you in a position. Your defense puts you in a – you just got to field the punt. You can't give Seattle those opportunities. And Geno Smith, man, post-game saying, I want to thank Ben McAdoo and uh, Dave Gettleman for always believing in me. Oh, my goodness. It's just <laughs> the ultimate troll. He had a fantastic throw to Tyler Lockett. It reminded me, as you used to call him, Angry Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he just ran like this perfect route Lockett did. And Geno Smith ne- – I'm like, Are we sure still that this is Geno Smith?
0: Like, are we just it's not the same quarterback it was 10 years ago when those guys made the plays, man? No, he's been put in a position where he's not asked to do too much, but he, when he, when he goes for the big play, he makes the big play. So, there, there it is. I mean, remember too, he was always a work in progress because he was the guy that I remember looking up. That I believe in college, I think like ten percent of the snaps he took from under center or less, ten percent or less. Yeah, less. Yeah. So it was like he he didn't even know how to take a snap from under center when he got to the, to the Jets. He gets to the Giants, and that was we all know that was handled as poorly as anything could possibly be ever handled. He could have been this Geno Smith there, and it wouldn't have mattered. Giants fans would have hated him because of the way he was used to chase out Eli Manning.
1: I nailed this one, although my picks were horrendous when it came to actually picking winners. Thank God I have the spread. I told you the best game of the one o'clock window was going to be Falcons, Panthers, and bet the over. Oh, yeah, it was 37 to 34. And in the discussion is one of the best games of the NFL season so far. DJ Moore, a Hail Mary from PJ Walker caught. Keep your helmet on. Throws it. Extra point missed. Yeah. Carolina has chances. Atlanta has chances. The Atlanta Falcons. Are now in first place in the NFC South with Cordero Patterson. You can argue their best player sitting on IR. Hell of a game. I
0: still feel like the NFC South stinks. Um, yes, it, it does. Uh, this is a terrible. <laughs> like I, you say hell of a game. I thought it was a terrible game. I thought it was one of those ones where it was just <laughs> like you just you see like like from you know from 50 feet back, it looks really, really cool. But as you get closer, you're like, wow, it's there's a lot of blemishes on this thing. Let's just this is kind of ugly. PJ Walker out here, uh, you know, balling. He's balling like he's like he's the the stuff and um, tons of points. Fun to watch for that reason. Good for you for calling it for a ton of points. Uh, Atlanta, good for them. Not not quitting because they they could have quit when Carolina really started coming at him again at the end and and they didn't. So good for them. But uh, neither one of those teams. Let, let's say somehow Atlanta gets a playoff game. It is going to be a beating. It is going to be like calling the National Guard. What I don't care. But it's going to be bad.
1: As some people used to say, this isn't a time to brag about getting a C minus, even though you right. might have the highest grading class. Right, right. 49 29, the final score Dallas over Chicago, Micah Parsons, and that Dallas defense. I know the number says 29, but man, yeah. I'm ready. Levesque, I think it's the best defense in the NFL, what Dallas is doing. And you called this from the preseason. This Dallas team is a true Super Bowl contender without Zeke Elliott, by the way, in the lineup. Tony
0: Pollard showed up. He went off. Pollard, Pollard quite literally ran away with it. Uh, my nephew sent me over a stat. The Bills never miss a Super Bowl when they start the season six and one. Okay. They've been in the Super Bowl four times, starting the season six and one. They have lost to an NFC East team all four of those times. Somebody on this show has already made the bet at your your, your (laughs) DraftKings to have the Bills play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl this year. Could they go for five? I bet for the Bills to win it, but could they go for five? Could they do it again? Could they get to another one and lose a third time to the Cowboys, a fifth time to the NFCs? Could they do it? I don't know.
1: It's scary.
0: Now it's time to trail your bet. Pull out your phone, just one more second yep. wager on the Keep future going. AFC and NFC. Trail that baby, chase it all the way through. I wow. literally bet the matchup. Like I bet it all. Yeah. Like I've been I've done it all. So Dallas not is really make good. Those mistakes again. And I, honestly, I if mean... I get the Super Bowl right two years in a row, look out. <laughs> look
1: out. They don't Ooh, this hurts cuz he's on two of my fantasy teams. They don't need Zeke. Do they don't? I feel like they don't need him anymore.
0: I feel like Zeke is the equivalent of that starting pitcher that you don't want to. He's Chris Sale. He's Chris Sale for the for the Boston Red Sox. That's good. Like he's he is he's still dominant. He's still got a ton of stuff, but you don't want to throw him over 150 innings in the regular season. You want him. You want him come playoff time. So I think if you've got a Zeke Elliott, 100 healthy. With a Tony Pollard when it comes time to take on the Rams, the Niners, and everybody else, even the Eagles, at some point. I think it's gonna it'll serve you very well to have a big angry dude in a crop top, you know, eating.
1: 31-27, the final score. The Dolphins come back and beat Detroit. It was high scoring early. This looked like Detroit's can't miss game. And um, you and I were saying in the pregame, what's up? What's this lineup? Three and a half, four. This doesn't make sense. It flipped right to four. I believe that's a push, by the way, for us. i got to go through that stat this week. Detroit, man. Monty, the fan base. You guys, you're right there. But Tua, Mike McDaniel, and the rest of that Miami offense did it again later in a game, coming back, playing fantastic in the passing game, and winning another one.
0: This is a lock I got right because I said this is a game that's going to go flying over. And by the way, it went over. Without scoring a single point in the fourth quarter, okay, it went over in three quarters. I just want to, I just want to point that out. So um, yeah, it's this Lions team. Like I I want I want the Lions to be good. I want Dan Campbell to be good. I like the staff. I mean, I've I've rooted for or against every member of that coaching staff on the football field at some point, and and I just I want them to be good so bad. But it's just, I'm starting to wonder if it's just you got a whole lot of Robins and no Batmans on that coaching staff. You got a lot of guys who should be, you know, the assistant head coach who are rah-raining it up to keep the head, you know, and then have the head coach be out there who's like like a Bruce Arians type. Super cool, smoking a stogie, getting some scotch, making the right calls. But but it just it feels like a lot of it feels like every one of those coaches feels like even even they feel like this team would be better if they were allowed to go out and play in their place.
1: You need a nerd. It's kind of what you need. Like I know we just came off McDaniel. McDaniel's an Ivy League guy. Like maybe you just need a nerd to do all the X's and O's and draw up the plays. You got the rah rah guys, like you said. Just get some type of dork in there to drop some plays for you, then you can have everybody else do everything else. The lines need like, a, a little,
0: you know, an adult in the room. They need an adult in the room. A nerdy adult. Well, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll could get it done. Pete Carroll's yeah. not a nerd. <laughs>
1: Uh, I didn't, uh, 30, we'll do this one next instead. 34. Oh uh, yeah, I was 34, <laughs> 26, the final Minnesota over Arizona. This one's one of the weirder games of the week, because even though Arizona lost by eight, these teams do feel very similar, very close, but the running back, the difference in this one, Dalvin cook goes over hundred yards, Minnesota five in a row now. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, aggressive at the deadline, they feel like this is a team that can get to Arizona. Look at
0: that. Even though the game was in Minnesota. For the Super Bowl this February, yeah, um, DeAndre Hopkins went off over 100 yards. I think it was 140 something. Uh, But James Conner not there. You didn't have your running backs. If you were Arizona, you're right. Dalvin Cook the difference, and you know Kirk Cousins does enough throwing to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Good, good game. You know, fun game. Uh, The Minnesota wins it, and it's I. The one thing I will say about Minnesota right now is I don't think they've even come close to playing their best football yet. Like I think they look like a top eight team, six team in the league. And they haven't even played their best football yet. So if they get it together, if Minnesota, if these moves, if if TJ Hawkinson is what, you know, makes Captain Kirk Cousins that much more comfortable, this could be this could be a frightening, frightening team. Like Minnesota versus Philadelphia versus Dallas. Like that kind of like, you know, three-way death match at the end. Don't forget San Fran's got got things going on, but it is uh It is impressive to see, and sadly, Arizona did enough that I can't fully write them off right now. I don't want to say
1: they're better than the team that played in the NFC title game but lost to Philadelphia in that Minnesota miracle with Diggs against New Orleans. They feel – I'll stick by the same thing I've said about Minnesota since August. They feel more
0: balanced. I don't know if that makes you better, but more balanced in that team. I can see that. I can see it. And like I said, it's – that team – those games you you almost felt like they needed that little lucky play something crazy to happen yeah. and get where they need to be this is the team where like i said there's they haven't they haven't clicked yet wait till they click wait till you got a game where dalvin cook's running for over 100 jefferson's receiving over 100 thielen has got like 85 yards and oh by the way tj hawkins is in the end zone like two times 24 nothing the final score your las vegas raiders <sighs>
1: Ball to the New Orleans Saints in this one. Alvin Kamara, three touchdowns, but as good as Kamara was, I think the story is more about your favorite franchise and their performance in this
0: one. It's just, I mean, this is one of those ones where kind of like, I, I almost, I feel like the Raiders are the same to me as the Yankees right now. We're like, I don't want Boone or Cashman fired, but I don't want them getting the immediate vote of support. Like I want like, like, like for Mark Davis to come out and be like, no, 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 old Joshy boy. That's my, that's my head coach. Like that's my guy. Like, you know what? Let him sweat, let him sweat. Because 24, nothing in a game, you should have won. You should have been in Uh, Derek Carr looked pitiful. Uh, Waller was still out. Uh, Devontae Adams, one catch Devontae Adams. He makes a catch. He, he gets taunted by like a rookie corner and he's, and he doesn't go off like, the defense played solid, believe it or not. Holding them to 24 points was was pretty was pretty much a miracle, considering how terrible the offense played. Defense looks really good. Offense looks freaking terrible. Josh McDaniels better get his shit together because right now I don't feel like he's a head coach in the NFL.
1: There it is. Obviously, can I ask you it? You finished it off before I could even do it. He's had now the second opportunity to do it, and it's not just like McDaniels isolated, right? Like maybe besides Mike Vrabel, I feel like he's the standout alone, and I don't think I'm missing anybody here. The Belichick assistants have struggled as coaches in the NFL, from Weiss to Romeo Cornell to Mike, my, my dear, dear friend Matt Patricia, uh, Joe Judge. Like uh, maybe I'm missing oh, one. But- no, Josh McDaniels. When Josh he, McDaniels he struggled no, in
0: Denver. Yeah. Um, well, and Nick Saban
1: doesn't count. Nick Saban's in college. No. That one doesn't count.
0: Well, and and here's and here's the here's part of the issue with it as well is look, there's a, there's a, a there's a really reasonable chance that this just isn't his team yet. But you extended Carr. Like, and, you know, I'm sure you had pressure from the front office and all those things. Once you extend a quarterback, he's your quarterback. Like, that's it. You're, you're, you're as tied to him as if you signed him outright. You, you extended Carr. You could have very easily come into this thing and said, I, I don't know for a fact that's my guy. We'll give him, we'll give him a little, we'll give him some public love, you know, to make him feel good. But this is your team. You got Devontae Adams. You wanted Adams. You got him. Um, I know you expected to have Waller, but who you know who cares? You don't. Jacobs has looked amazing, amazing, under, under and a this. contract year, killing it for them right yeah. now. Which, by the way, you didn't extend him. Um, it, like it's just there's enough that I'm just. Uh, could this all be a very bad first year? Sure. Do you gotta give him more than one year unless he does something really, really stupid? Yes. But do you need to come out and give him a vote of confidence right away? Let him let him swing for a couple days. Let him let him let him swing. Let him sweat. He deserves it. I was sweating for three hours. He can sweat for a little while. That's like kick my table. I'm so mad. Don't,
1: don't, don't smash the game. NFL draft fans, enthusiasts, like apologists, whatever term we want to use here, yeah. they could potentially look at your Raiders and say that was a huge mess left by Mayock. Like the yeah. we, we, you and I have covered this before. Like a lot of the younger guys who in 2022 were supposed to be the impact players just aren't there. That seems like a really convenient excuse. It is a truth, but right. that might be giving not enough blame on what's going wrong with the Raiders. But there is a little bit of like, hey, all your impact guys, those drafts were historically bad for the guys who should be yeah, on the field right now.
0: Most of those guys, if I'm not – like, i got to think it through a little they bit. They also
1: sucked, too, when they were on the field. They did, and
0: <laughs> I feel like a lot of them are defense, and the defense isn't the freaking problem. Yeah. You know, the offense is the freaking problem. And, and, yeah, you know, you lost rugs, but you got Devontae Adams. So that's – like – like Basachi had the excuse of Henry Ruggs was my my burner. He was my he was my change guy. Like he was when when Gruden was here and I took over, that losing that was was too much for my offense to ever truly get around. Oh, and by the way, I still got him to the playoffs. You've got arguably the best receiver in the game. And he had one catch on Sunday. One. No defense is good enough to make it one without the coaching staff you're playing for being crap let him 30 sweat. let him yep. sweat for a couple days
1: 35 13 the final score in the battle of the keystone state eagles take down the steelers the phenomenal one aj brown oh by the way remember i did that stand about like quarterback year three going to get a wide receiver aj brown was in that mix too with all those other guys that didn't mention involving jalen hurts and yeah tennessee We're going to get to you in a second, Tennessee. You should be looking (laughs) at yourself thinking, huh, why is our offense not
0: as good all of a sudden? Um, Eagles are good, man. Like, here's the the question that you got to ask yourself. I don't even want to talk about this game because this game was never in doubt. I want to talk about when do the Eagles lose? Is it at the Texans? I would say no. Is it home against the Commanders? I would say no. At the Colts? Home for the Pack? Home for the Titans? At the Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Where where do they lose? Which is the game? And, and by the way, they will be favored in every single game the rest of the season as long as nothing happens to Jalen Hurts. You would think it's a divisional game, but maybe man, maybe a Cowboys game if the Cowboys keep going.
1: Like, I'm so pissed. I'm so mad at myself for what I did involving uh-huh. the Eagles. Okay. So you know, preseason. There's a couple of references to our preseason picks. Hey, they're looking good right now, so we get to talk about it. Preseason, I had the Ravens and the Eagles. I had the Eagles winning the NFC. Called it. Had it. Locked in. I went through my future wagers the other day. I have like seven of them. So I'm like, where's my ticket? Where's my Eagles NFC ticket? Where is it? I know I bet the Eagles to win the NFC. Where's my ticket? I never placed the bet. Oh. Uh. I said I, why would I root for the Eagles to win the NFC when I want the Bucks to win? I want to make sure I'm rooting for my Bucks. I don't want to bet on the Eagles or else I'm rooting against the I didn't bet it.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: now someone could say, guys, it's not too late now. It's too late. The value's gone. Everything else. I just we're gonna I'm gonna move on to Tennessee and let's talk about Tennessee and Houston. 17-10, the final score. This one went back and forth at the end. AFC South uh try to not overthink things sometimes when it comes to sports Derrick Henry had dominated Houston every single outing was at least the most recent ones 200 yard plus games Derrick Henry dominates Houston 200 plus yard game simple and easy it was Derrick Henry was the difference Tennessee gets the W
0: yeah I mean also just Tennessee is without Tannehill I felt like that was more of a true Tennessee. That was the that was the way you wanted to see them, right? That was that was the way Vrabel wants to coach them. And I know Willis didn't have a good game. I get it, but it was his first starting game. He's a big physical dude. I don't have any reason to believe he won't he won't get it together at some point and, and be a a weapon. Maybe not maybe not as good as McNair in the air, but he might be able to be a little better on the ground and and like even that whole thing out. But um it it was. If you're a Titans fan and you were smart enough to not like Ryan Tannehill, you should feel pretty good about what you saw there.
1: Yep. Tennessee rolls on. Is there more names confused than Tyler and Taylor? I know Zach and Josh gets confused a lot. If you don't believe that Google Zach and Josh, but it is Taylor Heineke. Unlike what the Fox sports color commentator called him after throwing the game winning touchdown, where he called him Tyler Taylor Heineke. That's that's better than
0: that's better than penis butter. Leads.
1: The Washington Commanders to the win over the Colts. That's all about Heineke. Terry McLaurin, by the way, from Indianapolis, gets it down to the one yard line before the game-winning touchdown. McLaurin gets up screaming, "This is my city!" Awesome <laughs> win for the Commanders. Heineke. What else? Look, the Colts fans, we've already covered you. Trash in Frank Ray. We're, we're, I'm not even going to talk about India. I don't even want to talk about. I want to know what does Heineke have to do to be a starter in the NFL? This guy, every single time,
0: steps up. It's far better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is garbage. he's not the long term answer, but it's you know you didn't have to give up anything to have him, and you could have won some games. I also think the Colts are terrible. Like it sucks. I feel bad. Um, I think that you you just there's talent there, but without a hundred percent Taylor and without a quarterback of of any real substance, you're screwed, and they just keep. They just keep going to the junk heap. They keep looking at the junk heap for another for QB. They're a team that you would think maybe makes a move on something today. I don't know, but that's the Colts must be terrible because that's that was not a good Commanders team. That's not a good Commanders game. Heineke's okay. He's exciting, but he's not. You know, if I, if I tell you you could take Tom Brady off your Buccaneers and you could put Heineke there, are you doing it?
1: Yes, I sent that to you. I texted that to you. I want Heineke. Well, I do, you do really? right now. Yes. Do you
0: really? Come on. Back.
1: He's like 20 years yeah. younger than him. I'll take him yeah, right now. He's 20 years Heineke.
0: younger and he's a million times less talented too. So give Heineke you Heineke know, right now. He may be like, if I'm looking for a foot race or, or you know, a, a skill of, a, of, you know, a challenge of skills like physically, but if I'm looking for a quarterback to lead a winning drive to save my life, I'll still take old man Brady over, over Tyler, uh, freaking Heineke.
1: Look at me. I set you up for that. He did, <laughs> but he did by the way, uh Carson Wentz is owed if he's on the Washington roster at the start of the next offseason, 26 million dollars. You could wager somewhere maybe on DraftKings over under one more down for Carson Wentz as a player for the commanders. This might be an RG3 situation where they keep him on IR and never see three. <laughs> he can move he's chasing really? Eagles. All right, yeah, I got two more games. I got two more games for you. This is likable. Niners and Rams, 31 14 wow i really thought the rams could do this i thought the rams could pull one off they have gotten very bad very fast christian mccaffrey hello you were there even without debo samuel you're out there throwing passing touchdowns and more san francisco i know we mentioned minnesota about a super bowl contender san francisco got good fast with that trade
0: well and it's it's one of those ones like this is one of those times i feel very smart because i said another week for shanahan to actually like work with mccaffrey watch what he does so the, the nickname was run cmc now it's past catch and run CMC. Like he's the first player ever to do all three uh, for a touchdown in a game, a uh, regular season game. It's it, super impressive. Niners are only going to get better. One of the best scheming head coaches there is. And listen, historically owns the Rams. So you got to believe that if somehow, some way, they end up against the Rams in a game that matters, whether it be a playoff game or a game that decides seeding, I got faith in the Niners. The Niners are, are, are freaking good. They are freaking good, and they've got the kind of weapons you can't prepare for. It's almost it's almost like playing Army in college, like where it's, you know, like, all right, you ready to play Army? Yeah, they don't have everything we have. Yeah, but they run the triple option. Everybody's like, what the F is the triple option? Exactly. Like, oh, well, their, their wide receiver might be the best running back in football. Well, that's weird. Yeah, you know what's weirder? Their running back might be the best wide receiver in football. That's crazy. Well, and, and that Kittle guy can really catch. Yeah, and he doesn't care. He doesn't want to catch. He wants to block. So, like, they are they're filthy. They're just a filthy team. You got to prepare for them on every single angle. They are going to be scary, scary, scary the rest of this year.
1: Our buddy Damon Bruce out in the Bay Area probably wonders how different the season could have been if Trey Lance was healthy. Would there be controversy? Would there be a Jimmy Garoppolo trade? Would Lance have been traded? There could have been a lot more drama in San Fran if Lance was still in the mix. That's not even talked about anymore. If because how could the Niners have played? The,
0: the one thing you really like, the reason I think of that Lance part, imagine the RPO in the backfield with Lance and McCaffrey. Oh, and by the way, Debo Samuel. Like, they got what to the Super doing?
1: Bowl with Kaepernick doing it, and this is a better right. level
0: of it. Right. And, and you didn't have Christian McCaffrey, you didn't have Debo Samuel. Like That's one of those ones where if you're the mic backer and you're trying to call out what the play is going to be, your head just explodes right in the middle of the field. Leave (laughs) the field. I'm good. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I'm I'm playing 13 men. I don't care. Penalize me all you want. 13 men. We're doing it. Final Monday Night
1: Football, 32-13, the final. Back-to-back Monday Night Football. I should say back-to-back Monday Night Football. The dog, the underdog, with a blowout Mm -hmm. victory. This time, it's the actual dog pound. Uh, I like how social media is strangely calling Jacoby Brissett brisket. I don't know where that started, but I find that hilarious. Uh, he played well. Nick Chubb's awesome. Nick Chubb's in the conversation. is one of the best running backs in the NFL. This feels like Jamar Chase is out. Be careful. Divisional dogs on the road. Put that in the fine jar for me because
0: I've said it all year long. But Cleveland looked awesome. Best game the Browns have played all year. And Miles Garrett just showed you again who Miles Garrett is. (laughs) If like Miles Garrett, the only thing that can stop Miles Garrett is is apathy. Like he just if he doesn't care, it's not going to matter. But whenever he cares, he's coming for you. It's going to be a problem. Um, I'm wondering if Jacoby Brissett, if he continues because he's gotten better every week. Brisket, please. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. If brisket, if collegiate brisket, um, I'm wondering like if he can continue because like like he's made nice throws here and there. Some of the passes he made in this game are next level passes, like just next level. So, if he continues to improve, he could be the next Scott Mitchell. He could be the next Jeff Hostetler. No, he, he could be the guy that somebody completely overpays for because uh, Ruben Tug Watson comes back on the, ele- the 11th week of the season and takes over this offense. And, and Brissett is going to be, I think he's going to be missed by a lot of these players. They like him, they like what he does out there, they like his energy. They like that, I you know, to our knowledge, no masseuses have been injured in the making of this compliment to Brissett. Like, he's he's got a fan base. There's gonna be there's gonna be teams looking at him going, we could win with him. And one of them might friggin' be Vegas, for all I know. Let's call it the brisket bunch. And
1: I when you first said Scott Mitchell, I thought it was an insult, but I get what you're saying now. It's very similar to the Heineken stuff. Quarterbacks playing really well who can go to a different franchise. We need some games. I don't want to call modern-day Ryan Fitzpatrick's, but that kind of Fits in that same realm there, too. Uh, LeVac, I'm sad to announce that one of our favorites in the history of the LeVac and Gosh Show may never appear again because of some news today. But before we get to that story, let's tell you about Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Guys, hopefully you took advantage of the 10th anniversary celebration that went on in October. If you haven't, that's okay. Black Friday deals are coming at Lily and David Fine well, gotta Jewelers. Why to be
0: Black Friday?
1: The holiday season is just around the corner. Maybe some of you are already listening to Christmas music because November 1st is now on your calendar. Lily and David Fine Jewelers help you find what she's looking for this holiday season. Great prices and more. Find that perfect piece of jewelry that you're going to love for years to come and more importantly, that you're going to get compliments on for years to come. Some of you have been waiting for the holiday season to pop the question and get that engagement ring. Lily and David Fine Jewelers can help you find it. Shout out to Alyssa, David, Jacob, Tammy, the whole crew over there that can help you Find what she is looking for. I know from experience. I got to say what's up to those guys very soon and stop back in when I start my holiday shopping. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, Wilton, New York, Route 50, Shops of Wilton. Stop in. Again, Route 50, the Shops of Wilton. There's a new spot. If last holiday season you're looking somewhere else, they've moved the selection of jewelry that you're looking for. They'll definitely have it. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, family-owned and operated business. You stop in. Tell me you heard about Gaza's Story. Tell me you heard about Levac Tell me you heard about everybody oh, oh, oh. from Godzilla Media, Santa Claus, and more Lily and David
0: Fine jewelers. I hate people who decide when when I'm allowed to do Christmas stuff. Like I Ooh. I wouldn't even I probably wouldn't even be in a rush to put everything up except for the fact that people are pissed off about other people putting up Christmas stuff. Like I'll put it up in July if I freaking want to. You can kiss my ass. I do what I want. Yeah, yeah. How do you like so that? There you go. Yeah.
1: Uh Shams and Woach had interesting ways to report this New York story today. Uh, Woj had reported that the Brooklyn Nets have fired head coach Steve Nash. Shams had reported that the Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash have mutually parted ways. A lot of people have accused Shams of being too tight with the Brooklyn players, and that's how he gets the scoops. You just take those two tweets for what they are, but we do know this, that Australian Steve Nash Uh. is no longer... Part of the Brooklyn
0: I, Nets. I thought he was Canadian. What is he? I thought he. Yes, was Canadian. he is. He is Canadian. Uh, somehow he
1: somehow he turned all
0: strip. Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry about it. Sorry about it. Uh, I gotta go. Uh, sorry about it, there. It's a uh, a boot. I'm a boot, a, boot, a, boot, a, boot, a boot. Gonna gonna go. Uh, you know, go somewhere else. And done dealers, You can have. You can have them yourself. Sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Australian
1: slash Canadian slash French Steve Nash. No, I feel bad for Steve Nash because that was a terrible oh, job. Thanks so you much.
0: Never... Thanks so much for that. Sorry, that was very noisy.
1: Steve, you, ne- you never should have taken that job. It sounded cool. Yeah. It sounded like Steve Kerr, and then you realized you had to deal with Durant,
0: Ben Simmons, and Kyrie, and said, "Get me yeah, the hell out as fast as I can." It was, it was fun while I said, Sorry, 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 didn't end better. It was, it was you know, it was, it was a boot to turn around. I feel, but uh, you was know, it, whatever. No, it sorry you're too nice of a guy yeah hey, right. sorry 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 gonna put another maple syrup on the on the Barbie sorry that's too, that's too sorry. Different sorry countries sorry about that sorry, sorry about that too sorry as it there's was almost there's a boot it was it was nice
1: bon voyage Australian or Canadian or bonjour whatever is Bye bye in French Canadian sorry you can't nice. figure it out sorry die sorry is it aloha uh, now true. the rumor is that Emeka Odoku, who we still, on November 1st, do not know why he actually got suspended, might end up as the coach of the Nets because reports How? are saying that the Celtics are like, yeah, you guys can just have him. Well, he must have done, I mean, done something bad. Dude. How do we not know? How do we not know? I don't get it. I know why we don't know because this agent who reps Woj and Shams also reps him and they don't want to report it. Somebody,
0: Mark Stein, somebody anyways. But yeah, now the rumor, he's the lead candidate. That should be interesting. How does how does uh Kyrie and and uh oh, what's his face there? Uh, Durant feel about him. I mean, that's the question, right? I mean, do I like a, him?
1: Kyrie's into season 12 of his NBA career. This will now be his ninth different head coach.
0: He's a jackass. I, told I
1: he like, a jackass. I believe this is the athletic. I want to make sure I get this outlet right because they deserve credit for this hilarious sense. It's the ringer, it's the ringer who had the sense oh. today, had the sense quote. The Nets have been vetting the circumstances around Udoku's suspension and believe that he can tighten up the league's 29th-ranked defensive team and command
0: leadership in a difficult locker room. What an incredible sentence. When asked to comment, Udoku said, you know, there's nothing I like better than a nice, nice pair. Good old pair. I I think I'll just be able to get in there between that pair, put my face in there, and I'll get these guys focused. I think it'll be great. I'll support them just like a bra, just like a bra. I'll support them. (laughs) That's what we need in Brooklyn.
1: I am so happy. I'm watching this whole thing burn to the ground in Brooklyn. Oh, it's the
0: best. (laughs) I hope a doku does get hired and like the press conference. Two things I want to announce here today. Very thrilled to be the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Let's go. It's going to be great. And I'm single. Okay. So if I date anyone, it's my business alone. All right. (laughs) I don't have a wife, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a goldfish, all right? I don't don't believe in commitment, all right? So if any of you female reporters want to get it on, I'm your guy, okay? It'll be fine. Just whatever. Keep your morals off my wee-wee, okay? All right, any questions? And if it's where my phone number is, you lady in the front, you can have it. Hipsters, where are you at? I just hope he goes all in. I just hope he's no full the thing. full heel. Like we've said that for Whole Brooklyn, thing. just just Whole
1: everybody thing. be bad guys. Doku, Durant, yeah. Kyrie, Doku. You know why
0: I'm here, don't you? Boston's racist. Yeah, I said it. I had the guts to say it. If I was a white guy hooking up, they'd be fine with it. Take that Boston with your Marbreds and your Sam Adams. Hey, where's you know that the Nick... meeting? The meeting they decided to fire me was behind a Dunkin' Donuts. That's where the meeting was held. <laughs> hey, where's that Nick Friedel? You got some
1: questions about Kanye West for Kyrie? Ask me, huh? Yeah. Well, Ask yeah. me some Kanye Let's questions.
0: Let's go. Ask me a question. Go ahead, anyone. Ask me. You want nine inches. Yeah, I said it. Nine, right? It looks smaller because I'm tall. All right? I'll put it out there, though.
1: <laughs> this is going to be a disaster, and I hope it happens. <laughs> Come on, Udoku. Get right over there. Give him like a second-round pick in like 2027. Trade him an eighth grader for the head coach.
0: It's and who, Boston, it, it, send him a half-smoked pack of frigging Reds, a tall boy of Sam Adams, and a frigging Duncan card with like thirty-seven dollars on it. You can they'll they'll pony him right. They'll drive him to border for you. It'll be fine. Uh,
1: I guess I'll ask this for net fan who's probably thinking we're hating on him. Do they actually get better? Does the coach matter? Like I know Kyrie loves saying the coach doesn't matter. I feel like mm. he is a better coach than
0: Steve Nash. What what
1: what, what that even means? I don't know. For that roster but he's been more proven he got the celtics to the finals last year
0: i think the only people who can answer that question are durant and irving you know what i mean like because if they believe in him and they think he matters then he matters if they don't then it's gonna be more of the same three-ring circus you've already got in brooklyn so it is what it is the the winner in this is steve nash he gets to get the hell out of there yeah, it is. I'm happy for him. Uh, we got a lot
1: of college football questions coming in, so I'm gonna save those for QA to end the day. I'm gonna save those college okay. football questions. All right. I see them cool. coming in. I'm gonna save those for QA to end the day. Instead, I'm gonna I'm send this easy. graphic. The World Series got rained out. Do we have any? Yeah. Do you feel like the World Series is dying right now because it's been off the air for so long? I forgot it was on. Like I did, that it was supposed to be on Halloween. I, I don't know if this is gonna work, the whole break thing.
0: It's weird. Um it's weird to it be in this late, you know. Of course, they they added the wild card round and all that stuff, but like today's what the anniversary of Mr. November when Jeter hit the home run at past midnight or whatever. Yes, yep. And that was because of, of of September 11th, the 9-11. So it's just it's weird to have it go this late in the year, and like knowing how cold and nasty it could be, you know, at City Field, at Yankee Stadium, at you know places like that. God forbid, Canada ever get a team again. It does feel weird. It does It does seem crazy. But that being said, if the Yankees, if your Orioles, like somehow were in a series, you'd pay attention no matter what. I just think these two teams aren't really the teams we wanted to see. Some
1: critics would look at this now and say, oh, the NFL, the NBA. What do you want them to do? Like you got out of their way for games and now big news happened. I feel for the MLB at this spot.
0: And if a guy like Bryce Harper goes off tonight or, you know, um you know reese hopkins or whatever but again dude, the, the astros are the villains every single post i see online is is showing me how they're cheating from bats to gook on the baseball to every, yeah everything yeah, the thing is, with the wrist right everybody right. i don't even like that
1: that's the storyline here like the bat like can't we just have a good world series where people just enjoy it it's not that's not the social media world we live in
0: well and, and the astros brought this out themselves you can't feel sorry for for cheaters who who are then accused of cheating like it is what it is. the only The only thing that would make it better is if everybody was saying this about the Red Sox. That's the only, but they're not good enough to be noticed. So that's the only way this could be better.
1: <laughs> you ready for Q and A to end the day? I don't. I feel like we gave enough there for the World Series. I'm sorry, guys, but like there's so yeah. many great other storylines out here. Let's go What uh, one, one reminder, by the way? We are at the Hideaway this Sunday, 11:30 to one o'clock. So we are back at the Hideaway very busy. this Sunday. Very, busy. very
0: cool. I'm very busy. I can't. I can't do the show with you. That Please day. come. No, I'm gonna I'm 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 busy at the hideaway drinking, I don't want to hang out with you. So I mean I'll be no, there.
1: what yeah, no, I just got, you know, I'm changing the graphic now. We're gonna start with this college football question. I'll let just put okay. me a on pretzel one versus two, Tennessee, yeah. Georgia. In my mind, those are the two best teams. Three thirty kickoff window. Some people are complaining because it's three: thirty. That's how the SEC goes, guys. Like that, get knock it off if you follow college football. I think this is awesome. I think that when we get one versus two in a regular season, it's great. It doesn't feel like Bama, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan. I know those are the traditional teams we see. This is the biggest college football game of the year. Reeler Mirage, can we do that again? Do you feel like that? Do you, uh, counting, not counting conference, uh, not counting conference title games. Is this bigger than Ohio State, Michigan this weekend?
0: No, no, you loser! How dare you? <laughs> it's the greatest rivalry in sports. The Good guys, the Wolverines, up against the 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 Buckeyes, the bad guys. This is Tennessee volunteers ha how dare you how dare you no no it's still michigan ohio state Mm. and and by the way both both michigan and Ohio State will be in the playoff rankings when they come out tonight at seven o'clock so oh
1: i'm glad you brought that up because i feel
0: one and four
1: they will i would say it should be tennessee one georgia two
0: ohio state tennessee georgia michigan
1: Clemson five, Bama six, and TCU probably somewhere. I mean TCU might sneak over. TCU, Bama. I right. can see
0: TCU being five or six because TCU, TCU is TCU is the interesting one for me because like they've got like maybe one good game left, but uh, you know they've got to get past these other guys. The good thing for them is there's a really good chance Michigan, Ohio State face each off, face off like they do face off, but then like they'll get they'll keep eating you know each other and then you said Tennessee and whatever it's, it's they'll play each it's, other so it'll change
1: it's a mess Corey Greenwich on our uh visual side here you see it up there our audio side he asked that same question we were just talking about as TC goes on if you do they deserve a spot in the comfortable playoff it is a bigger mess than we realize I did this in the top 25 Godzilla media poll up on GodzillaMedia.com. that a lot's got to change because Georgia and Tennessee are in the same SEC East so the loser of this game this is how wild this gets here the loser of this game potentially puts themselves in a better spot to get to the college football playoff because if the winner of this game beats, let's say for the sake of this conversation, Alabama in the SEC title game. So they have an undefeated team, a Bama team that's lost twice, and you don't have to take the field the second time in the SEC title game. That's how weird it is that if the loser of this game finishes the season undefeated, they actually might improve winner loser of this game finishes undefeated. They have a chance to get in. So that Ohio State and Michigan play each other. So one of those teams might knock each other out. TCU could be left outside because I don't believe that's hard for me to believe that if you have one loss and it's to the number one team in the country and another team's undefeated, that they're going to take TCU. Oh, I don't know. They need TCU, needs an upset. TCU needs a Clemson go down. They need Ohio State or Michigan to go down. I don't know if TCU is going to get that
0: spot. I don't. Yeah, as long as Michigan's there, I really don't care. That's fine. Go blue. Go blue. See, <laughs> uh, I have left people, okay? Yeah, a Jason Goff-themed
1: question. This one's hysterical. I love this one. Hey, Gazi, if you had to pick a coach for Auburn, who would it be? Lane Kiffin, Deion Sanders. Can we just talk about our pal Jason Goff? We have not talked to him far too long. At least I haven't. I made a joke last week, and then I said, Auburn's going to fire their coach so fast I'm not even going to know his name. That just happened.
0: Like, I'm not even totally
1: familiar with his name because he was almost booted after one year, and now he's gone. And
0: uh, he will be replaced by Matt Rule. Matt Rule.
1: Ooh, there it is. Great call back. I wanted to say Cadillac Williams for my Buccaneers, but there's Matt Rule saying,
0: there's that big old college job I was waiting for. Forget about Lane
1: Kiffin. Give me Matt rule.
0: Carolina, good news for you guys. You don't have to keep paying me because they're going to overpay me down here. It's going to be great.
1: And by the way, if they do decide to pay Lane Kiffin, Matt rule can go
0: to old miss. We'll I, do, there too. I, I do love the idea of Lane Kiffin being more out front. Did you see him talking smack to the wide receiver who flopped? No. If you you gotta look it up, like the guy flopped on the ground, act like he got pushed and everything. And he's like, You're acting nerd, you know, whatever, but and then like they, they called no penalty, and he's like walking away. He's like, he said, he called him a pussy, I think. it was it was it was full <laughs> Lane Kiffin. It was like yeah, why don't you lay there a little longer pretend you're hurt pussy and walk to Like, away. like Lane Kiffin's crazy. He, I think at some point Tosh.0 actually became Lane Kiffin. Like, I don't think Lane <laughs> Kiffin actually exists anymore. I think it's Tosh. It's Daniel Tosh.
1: There's always great stuff to watch on Thanksgiving. One of the great football holidays of the year. Give me the Egg Bowl with Mike yeah. Leach versus Lane Kiffin. Mississippi, Mississippi
0: State. People peeing on footballs oh. and more. The Egg Bowl, baby. I think Matt Rule would talk shit to the leech too though oh but not yeah like, not like Kevin would Kevin would seek him out Kevin would throw eggs at him he would egg his house the night before
1: <laughs> uh shout out to ryan mccarthy who did add this in Robert Sall at the end of the game this is important to remember that he post game said that the umpire on the field said the john franklin myers hit mac jones too hard i think that's a real quote too that's stupid yeah
0: well yeah you know let's listen he didn't uh he didn't ask permission to hit him um he didn't take his feelings into account he didn't draw him a get well picture before he got back to his feet there's rules there's rules to this you know didn't crest his head on the way to the ground there's rules you got to be careful here you know
1: so lame i think really a lot is. to uh ruin and everything also on the other college football front uh one of syracuse's best players garrett williams tore his acl and now the oh, orange sorry buddy yeah, the orange are now underdogs to Pittsburgh. I love this stat. I want to make sure I pull this up because this is—I feel I'm going full Tony Kornheiser right now, pulling out the phone. I want to make sure I get the number right. Mike C gave me this stat about Pittsburgh Syracuse that is just phenomenal. The Pittsburgh Panthers in the last 20 years are 17 and three against Syracuse. That sounds pretty good. Mm. But before that 17-year stretch, for the 18 years before that, Syracuse was 16 one and one against Pitt. Mm. And before that, Pittsburgh was ten and zero. What the <laughs> it's unbelievable. For a almost fifty year streak, he went eleven and oh, sixteen, one and one, seventeen and three. Uh it doesn't
0: feel good for my so, Q. So it's today. up to you. Is it is it over? Is it is it is it Q's time now? Is what, is what you gotta know. Uh this is a bad matchup. And by the way, the pit running back was supposed
1: to be Sean Tucker. So Ooh, they wanted well, that, him more. So that's that worked out bad. for you.
0: Yeah, but the pit kid's
1: you. good. Yeah, but if it's good too, it's good too. Which one's uh, uh, which one's
0: your Heisman favorite?
1: I'll just like I'm not nope. They always got me another on one. I'm not gonna say. It. Uh, mm-hmm. Elon takes on UAlbany Albany this weekend, so the Phoenix will be taking on the Great not Elon Musk. Not, no. He's just uh, out there
0: throwing money at people. It's great.
1: Uh, also, uh, I believe Union has a chance to win the Liberty Union. League. They got two more games coming up. They got Ithaca this week. They got RPI. Matt Kataro, by the way, Bethlehem's own. He is now the manager of the Kansas City Royals. So shout out to Bethlehem's own, Capital Region's own. Now the new manager of the Kansas City Royals.
0: Speaking of Mr. Musk, let's go Dogecoin, huh? Let's go Doge. Doge is shooting up. I don't have any Doge. Doge is so. Am I, uh, I, I put 100 bucks into Doge whenever Mike Corda from Techies Fire and Water Restoration told me to. He, and then he didn't put any money. In. I was like, wait a minute, you just made me throw away hundred bucks, you jerk. And it was like 70 for a while, but it's like 170 right now. So let's go. Keep going. Can you though. you no. no, 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 no. I'm waiting for Elon Musk to come back out and say, you know, it's really, really good. You should, everyone should have it. And they'll be like, what's up? Let's go. I'm going to let it keep going. I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to pull out of it. I mean, right now I have, like I said, I put, I put a hundred dollars in when I did it. It was so low. Um, how much do I have? I have I have 1184.49 shares of doge. Oh, so if that ever becomes Bitcoin, how sexy am I now, ladies? You may want to jump on this doge train now.
1: Elon's out there taking out Twitter, but hey, if the economy collapses here next year, get your doge coin now. Elon will save us all.
0: If the economy collapses, it's just I mean I've got the only that's when the only real currency that matters is canned goods and shotgun shells. And I have both of those as well. So let's roll. I feel like that should nation. Have... Let's roll. I feel like that should be the advice. <laughs> the All right. You want? I'll give you I'll give you advice. I'll give you advice. The world is coming to an end. Stock up on shotgun shells and canned goods. Let's roll.